is Dan from Burlington, Vermont, and I'm tuned in to the new TNN. That belt don't mean shit! Hello, Capesiders, and welcome back to Toadman here on the new TNN podcast feed. My name is Johnny C, and you know what? If it's your first time listening to Toadman, let me tell you, you are in for a riveting good time. Uh, you hear what I did there? Anywho, Toadman is the show where we take a look back at the WB and their classic television program, Dawson's Creek. Now, as I mentioned, uh, well, as I said, my name is Johnny C, but I always have a co-host here on this show, film connoisseur Kevin Nash. I'm doing the finger quotes thing, so chill out. Now, that being said, last time here on Toad Man, Kevin called in and let us know he was suffering from an illness that I believe was casino-related, still unconfirmed as I have yet to hear back from Kevin Nash. Now, Kevin, being the uh, loyal podcaster that he is, did send us a replacement that I absolutely fell in love with. With, with, just learned how to speak English. Apologize for that. Confused but enthusiastic force ghost, Dusty Rhodes. Dusty was a tremendous guest on this program, and I was excited to come back here with you all today and let you know that it was Johnny and Dusty back on the stick. However, last night, I received communication with the force ghost of confused but enthusiastic Dusty Rhodes, and uh, he sent me a message. Now, sort of a good news, bad news scenario here. Bad news is, of course, Dust won't be with us today. Good news, though, is that for reasons I will not get into or explain, last night, as I was laying in bed, I did have a video camera turned on. Like I said, I'm not going to explain. But because of this, I was actually able to pull the audio feed from that video last night. And you can actually hear Dustin and I talking about the replacement that's going to be with us here today. And then, sir, if you would just wait, I will introduce you. But before we do that, let's head to the audio footage. Oh, God, yeah. Marleta, you confuse that sultan with your bosoms. That's right. Do it one more time for Johnny C. Yeah. Turn around. Dorothy! Oh, my God! What the hell? Confused but enthusiastic force ghost Dusty Rhodes. We're not supposed to record tonight. We're supposed to record tomorrow. Oh, oh you scared the shit out of me. No, don't look there. Let me just let me just get this tidied up here. Dust, uh... Oof. What can I do for you? 
gotta see, I've got to tell you the important piece of information. See, there is a virgin in the fourth, daddy. Now, while many people are aware that Dustin Rose is a confused but enthusiastic fourth ghost, a lot of people do not know. They are not aware that I am a fourth dyad, a dyad in the fourth, a combination, if you will, a linking of convergent forces with the fourth ghost of Crush Daddy. Dust, who's Crush Daddy? No, but I'm talking about Crush Daddy. Oh, I know I heard you, but who's Crush Daddy? Damn it, Tennessee! Crush Daddy, the original Hawaiian punch baby of the WWF. He says mahalo, by the way. I can hear him talking in my ears, but it's having a problem, see? See, the fourth ghost of Crush Daddy is wearing a different fourth ghost outfit than it wants to. See, when he became a fourth ghost, he was all dressed up like Chronic from the days of where the big boys play. But he wants to change his fourth ghost outfit to be Demolition Crush. But it looks too evil. I'm talking to the Jedi Council and they think the fourth ghost of Demolition Crush would be too evil to be a fourth ghost. And that's why we got him dressed up as the fourth ghost of Chronic Brian Adams and not Crush. So, the Jedi Council is going to have an emergency session and the Crush Dad is going to be there to see if he can plead his case. And as a member of the Jedi Council, Daddy, I have got to be there. But do not worry. Because for years now, I've been messaging with a good friend on the message boards on many wrestling websites. And he said he's going to volunteer to host this show today with the Toad Man talking about Dawson's Creek where the big boys play. Wow, Dust. I mean, number one, I'm ecstatic to learn all this information about wrestlers who've become Force Ghosts. I'd love to know who else is uh, members of the Jedi Council, but I won't want to hold you because I don't want you to be late for the meeting because there's nothing good about being late for a meeting. But uh, I gotta ask, who is gonna host the show? No, see, that's where you're wrong, Daddy. It ain't gonna be no who. Jimmy Nighthot ain't no Force Ghost. He's a Rhino. And they don't let Rhinos become Force Ghosts. Now, like I said, Johnny, I've been talking to him many years on the interwebs, so I don't know his real name. But I know him as username, New Blood Rules, with three Z's. Now I want you big boys to have fun and when you play. Wait, I'm sorry, you said his username was New Blood Rules, with three Z's? That's right, Daddy! But I cannot answer any more questions! I've got to go! i got to go! I'll see you later! And that's uh, where the video ends. So, ladies and gentlemen, um, now we're doing this via Skype. And I have to say, uh, username New Blood Rules with three Zs, I can't actually see you. You've done something with your video. Uh, all I can see is a the black outline of a figure with a question mark over it. <laughs> I guess you could say he's my mystery partner. Uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. Username New Blood Rules with three Zs. Johnny C, I gotta tell you, bro, I'm excited to be here talking about Dawson's Creek. I've got a lot of experience with folks from the New England territories. Uh, as you can tell, I'm from that area of the country. Yeah, a real distinct New York accent there. Uh, New Blood Rules with three Zs. Uh, what can you tell us about your relationship with the podcast and the show? Well, Johnny, I've been a fan of yours for many months, but I gotta tell you, I did not appreciate your original programming on the North-South Connection podcast network called WCW Must Die. That show don't mean shit! Okay, well, hey, I mean, not everyone can be a fan. Um, 
What didn't you like about that show? Johnny C., I'll tell you right now, you said many things about some classic ideas from the bookers and the writers there in WCW's dying days that I did not appreciate. You made fun of boot ball, which may have been the greatest innovation of sports entertainment history. You weren't too keen on David Arquette becoming the WCW champion. That belt don't mean shit! Okay, well... Username New Blood Rules. What can you tell us about Dawson's Creek? Bro, that dirty, polluted, shark infested creek? You know, my son David used to swim in a creek that was less polluted than Dawson's, bro. All the filth of Cape Side and all its citizens is dumped in there. And the good people in the town, like Jen's Grams, she busts her ass day in and day out for you people and I swear to God lest I go in the goddamn grave you will never see Dawson Leary again so you don't like the show then actually I admire Kevin Williamson quite a bit I am a fan of the program yes huh so just whichever way the wind blows then huh that is an accurate statement your honor oh I'm I'm not a judge Sorry, force of habit. Now, Johnny, it's my understanding that as the booker of this podcast, you need some information from me. Ah, yes, usually the guest on the show provides the specs and technical information. All right, then, shut your trap. Episode 4, Discovery. Coincidentally, also my least favorite phase of a legal hearing. It's directed by Steve Miner. Again? Steve Miner directed all these shows. Get a life, Miner. Make some room in the director's chair for the Booker T's and the Jeff Jarrett's of this world. Let me give you a little bit of plot, Johnny, since you got your head in the ground, you mock. Dawson turns to Jen for comfort after learning about his mom's affair with a co-anchor Bob, as well as Joey's knowledge of it. But he regrets doing so when Jen tells him some of her own problems involving her promiscuity and the real reason her parents forced her to move to Cape Side. Meanwhile, Pacey and Tamara continue to tempt fate with their affair, which was compromised because Dawson accidentally videotaped it. It's got a runtime of 43 minutes. Bro, Right in 43 minutes of television? Get a real job, writers at Dawson's Creek. I wrote a three-hour program on a weekly episodic basis, bro. And let me tell you something. We busted the goddamn Nielsen ratings records every week. Uh, username New Blood Rules with three Zs. You worked for a professional television program? I can't give that information without compromising my identity. So let's move on. Sound mixed and Dolby. So open your ears, America. Filmed in color. Like all good things should be. Bro, let me tell you something. I used to be in the video business. VHS business. VHS, bro. Film transferred from original negatives. Alright? Those were movies. Okay? None of these goddamn black and white pictures. Excuse my French Jesus Lord above. But none of those goddamn movies made me a dime. And I busted my ass day in and day out. And you know what, video store? I don't need this. I've got kids at home. I've got a wife who loves me. Frankly, I don't need this shit. Aspect ratio of 133 by 1. That's just full screen. You fucking mock. 
Alright, username New Blood Rules with three Zs. Let's get started. Uh, but before we do, don't forget, at the end of each episode, we will pick an MVC of the episode. <laughs> yeah, it's sort of our fun thing here on uh, Toad Man. It, it stands for Most Valuable Creaker. It's the character that we felt really gave their all and the most to the episode that we've been watching. Johnny, I gotta interrupt you, and that's okay because, for, quite frankly, everybody wants to hear from me. I already picked mine. Okay, that, that's fine, Z's. But uh, why don't we go ahead and wait till the end? No, it's my son, David. Alright, so the cold open of the episode. Dawson and Joey are watching Dawson's movie. You know, the movie they've been making. But keen-eyed viewers like myself will readily view that it's just Jen's arrival scene from episode one in slow motion. Okay, you remember when Jen got out of the taxi in episode one? It was like, "Hey, pretty girl, I've been looking for hey, pretty girl." That's what Dawson's watching, but they're trying to pawn it off like it's footage that Dawson actually shot, but it isn't. Dawson, oh my God, look at her, Joey. She's perfect, folks. I am afraid not to beat it into the ground, but Dawson is dangerously close to joining that Riddler cult, okay? He is obsessed with this girl. She should run. Joey gives her patented, pessimistic Kevin Williamson dialogue in response because Dawson's like, look at her face. She's she's beautiful, Joey. She's like porcelain, and I feel like I should I should maybe like freeze her. Or no, what I'll do, Joe, is I'll cut her head off and then I'll preserve it in the freezer so that her, her she'll never age and she'll be perfect forever. And then, if you excuse me, I need to go online and talk to my friends about bombing Gotham City. Bro, don't talk about my city that way. Oh. You know, username New Blood Rules with three Z's. That's a fictional city. Sees what you know, Ma- you know what, Johnny? You're fucking with my ability to talk to my fans. Don't interrupt me again. I, I, I don't think that I did. I, I clearly heard a period at the end of your sentence. That don't mean shit. So Joey is pessimistic. She's like, look at her face, Dawson. You can tell her entire life story. She'll go away to a small liberal arts college, major in art history, then move back to Manhattan, marry a bond trader, uh, then move to suburban uh, Connecticut to buy a farmhouse as she raises three kids. Connecticut's a goddamn wasteland of uppity millionaires club mocks! Just one segment, please. Please? That's all right, Johnny. You know what, bro? (laughs) I gotta be honest with you. I've been working under the gun all week. I, you a good dude. I understand that. I'm just, you know, in, in the business that I work in, we just call this ribbon, Johnny. So what you're showing me is you're tough enough to be a part of my business. Uh, so what do you do? You sell LuLaRoe? Don't talk to me that way, Mock. Johnny. Mock. Johnny. Mock. Okay, so, um, Dawson needs some help buying an anniversary gift, but he has no time to think about this because the footage in Dawson's movie changes to... Six. <laughs> Sports Entertainment Extreme! No, no, actual intercourse involving a penis and a vagina. In this case. Because sex can be penis and penis, vagina, vagina, mouth to mouth, cheek to cheek, lady in red... <laughs> eh, just a little joke there for you. 
What your problem is, Johnny, is you'll you'll deliver your podcast in an ADD fashion. Finish a storyline before you move on to another one. Clearly, you know nothing about writing in this business. I'm not in a business. I don't make any money. You know, let's just... So, you might recall that last week, when Jen and Dawson were out on the ruins filming the monster movie, they accidentally taped Miss Jacobs and Pacey doing some hard fucking. All right? Now, Joey and Dawson, watch at this lady getting pumped. All right? And they're like... Dawson's like, you know, that might be... Joey's like, you know, that could be... And then they stare at each other and go, Miss Jacobs! We cut to the footage, and sure enough, Tamara is in slow motion, looking like she's having an intense yet uncomfortable orgasm. And I don't want to wait, wait, wait for my lives to be over. But you know what? The footage of Tamara is in slow motion, and I want to know how this footage was altered, okay? These fucking kids, not an ounce of intelligence between them. I had the mystery of this sex tape figured out weeks ago. I bet you didn't know I was a detective, Johnny. I didn't. Are, uh, are you licensed to be a detective? I don't need to be. I work directly with the police commissioner. Isn't that dangerous? Not for a guy like me. How so? Because I am the Batman. Well, I kind of just uh, walked right into that one. Should have seen it coming sooner or later. But nonetheless, let's get our episode discussion fully underway here as the opening credits have concluded. We meet up with the gang at the Ice House, local Capeside eatery owned by the Potter family. And of course, Dawson is just so excited to be spilling the beans here and telling everybody all about the sex tape. Don't ever tell this guy a secret. He won't keep it. And that rhymed. Uh, but Pacey is super nervous, like knocking over cups and like shaking as soon as he hears this information. He's like, Dawson, oh geez, I need to see that tape. He ends up asking to see it like, three times he's like uh dawson uh can you see the guy that she's fucking no pacey it's a standard over the shoulder shot and you you know what johnny i can't believe i'm gonna do this but i'm gonna tell you something positive about steve minor the guy who directed this film even though he's you know putting down and refuses to pass the torch to the Booker T's and the Jeff Jarrett's of the world. It's brilliant to use that type of shot. The standard over the shoulder. It evokes mystery, but also informs the viewer that there's some power here. Whomever is being shot behind the shoulder, face out of frame, yields power. The viewer imagines that whomever is going to be doing this intercourse into this old broad has got to be some kind of Fabio stud because we can't see him. We know he's powerful. Our mind's got to fill in the blanks. Well, I mean, I'm not sure that uh, that's something I entirely agree with. Uh, You know, over-the-shoulder cam makes me think of characters like Dr. Claw from Inspector Gadget, who's kind of laughable. Next time, Gadget. (laughs) But, better example, do you remember that awful WCW character, the powers that be? Wow, that guy was, I'm going to stop you right there, Johnny! Because from day one, since you started this show, I have done nothing but deal with the bullshit coming out of your mouth. The rumors are all over the place that that powers to be, whomever that guy was, by the way, is going to go into the WWE Hall of Fame this year. So it would appear the majority of folks disagree with you and your rhetoric. 
Uh, well, username, New Blood Rules with three Zs. I'm sorry that you're upset. It was absolutely not my intention. I'll tell you what, I'll meet you somewhere in the middle, okay? In my opinion, the powers sucked, but I liked the Disco Duck. And hey, another rhyme. So it wasn't all bad in that era of WCW. Hmm. Johnny, I accept your rhyming apology and hope we can put this behind us moving forward because there's so much Greek to talk about, baby. I'm with you. So Jen walks Dawson home. Uh, but Graham's cock, cock blocks the goodbye kiss peeking out the window. Jen gets her sexy low voice about delaying the payoff. Like, Dawson, it's okay if we can't kiss now because it means we can kiss later. And it'll be so much better. I disagree, Johnny. You gotta give the payoff every 15 minutes. Otherwise, you can lose the ratings. Well, I don't... It's a different scenario here, but I, I kind of get where you're coming from. Again, disagree, but I don't want to start another fight. But Jen can't resist the temptation and fucking makes out with Dawson anyway. Huh, to be so young. Graham's inside is pissed and slut shames Jen, indicating that kissing led to her getting kicked out of New York. Oh, you can't imagine what this girl's going through, bro, to get kicked out of New York. I can't think of a worse punishment. Eh, I don't know, New Blood Rules. I feel like being forced to watch some of that year 2000 WCW Thunder might out might be up there as a punishment. Did you know that Terry Funk once wrestled a horse on one of those shows? Well, it makes sense to me, bro. The horse is the most dangerous creature in the animal kingdom. It sounds like good writing to me. Well, again, I disagree, but that's fine. That's what part of a fun two-panel show is all about. Agreeing and disagreeing. But this is, of course, a big allusion to Jen's backstory, which we will learn a lot more of by this episode's conclusion. Graham says she's just trying to help Jen. But Jen's like, well, the way you're trying to help me is sort of shaming me, and it's not really conducive to a positive experience. This kiss was just a kiss. Graham's is like, oh, only a kiss, Jennifer. (laughs) Which, of course, makes me think of Graham's singing Mr. Brightside. It was only a kiss. It was only a kiss, Jennifer. Now I'm falling asleep, and I'm falling behind, and it's touching my chest, and it's baking rough into the sea, looking for news all arise. I don't know the words, Jennifer. I think this song is mean to Christ. But I'm Grandma Bright Eyes. Bro, do you get paid to do this stuff? I I do not. I can tell! Anywho, moving to Dawson's house, the Flash, or Dawson's dad, is looking in the mirror and he's like, Oh, Gail, I can't believe you've never noticed this scar under my chin. I got it from a moped accident like 10 years ago. Gail, how come you've never noticed? Now, now I, of course, I'm assuming that Mitch got this scar 10 years ago while driving a moped holding an ice cream cone. (laughs) And he drived when he dropped his ice cream scoop and tried to pick it up off of the ground. What a stupid way to die. But man, that is going to be sometime in the future. Uh, Now hold on, bro. Don't move on. I got to take a note real quick. Dies by picking up ice cream from the floor of a car. Got it. Well, that's a great idea, bro. Uh, due to Gail's 
non-facial recognition. Mitch Leary's all like, well, Gail, why don't you come home early? Huh? That way you can see me in the daylight and maybe you will get to fuck some more. Gail, of course, doesn't want to come home early. She wants to fuck Bob, so she decides to distract Mitch Leary by making out with him. Dawson heads up to his room and discovers Pacey aggressively looking through Dawson's tape in panic mode. Dawson's like, calm down, man. I know you're fucking horny and you want to play with your giant cock that I can see in your pants. But but, but the important thing is, is you need to just stop fucking with my dailies. And I'm sorry that I said fuck. I just, you know, my dailies are my expression of, of editing together a film that, that, that just encapsulizes uh, how Jen is so beautiful. But here's the tape, Pacey. Now you can go jerk off, you mad dog. Pacey is under so much stress, though, and needs help. This... This whole scene, all right, is is so telling because Pacey is carrying around so much shit in his head and in his heart, and he confesses to Dawson, I know how people see me, you know, I'm not the guy that gets the girl, but this time, Dawson, I got the girl. Dawson's excited because Pacey got laid, and he can learn how to do sex good from a Pacey, but then he's disappointed when he learns it was with Tamara Jacobs. Dawson, in typical Dawson mode, tries to apply his values to Pacey and kind of judges him. I really like her, though, Dawson. I know it's a little bizarre. I, I, I don't think that bizarre is an adequate enough word to describe what I'm feeling right now, Pacey. Dawson, I know this is kind of weird, but when you watch the tape, was I any good? See, Pacey has such low self-esteem about himself. He's so down. This is probably how he got into this situation to begin with. Sure, he's hormonal and a teenager, but, you know, he, he feels he thinks so less of himself that he doesn't see the consequences that could come with this. He just wants to be lifted up by the fact that he's having sex and then having sex with an older woman. He doesn't realize the destructive forces that could be in play here. You were fine, Pacey. Gee, thanks, Dawson. Do me a favor and don't tell anybody about this as we head to a commercial. Act 2 fires up. Dawson and Joey go shopping for the anniversary gift for The Flash and Gale. Dawson jokes about his parents' sexual escapades, but then admits that he's jealous. What's wrong, Dawson? Blondie not giving you any? Oh my goodness, though. The kids, and it's not what happens here. It's just, I'm blown away. The kids are in like a folk art shop, but it's also connected to a suit shop. Who does that? But they see Gail and Bob together in the suit shop. And Gail's helping Bob buy a new blazer. Joey is appalled because she knows what's really going on. Dawson's completely oblivious, like, hey, Mom, how's it going? Bob. <laughs> Bob realizes there's been a fumble on the play. It transitions to defense. He's like, oh, Dawson, I've heard all about you. Your mother's told me so much. Yeah, you know, uh, uh, the, the people, uh, you know, I guess the people like our show, but they really don't like my sports coats. We got some feedback. A lot of people wrote in letters and complained, so your mom here was just helping me pick out a new b -b -b blazer. And hey, Dawson, your mom tells me you're making a movie. You know, I like movies too, and I'd love to watch your movie. Just trying to buy a Dawson Leary silence. Gail's like, well, honey, we should get back to the station and do the news, but it was so nice to see you. Bye. <gasps> Crisis averted, I suppose. Dawson is a complete idiot. Ah, we all know this, but he's like, wow, Joey, you know, I thought Bob was a real tool, but now I really think he's cool. <laughs> Joey is rightfully appalled at, at what a fucking oblivious idiot that Dawson is. Don't you make fun of Dawson, Johnny. Sure, he's a member of the Millionaire's Club, but being from a broken home is what drove my son David a little insane. 
See, his birth father, if you can even call him that, was addicted to the fame and the lifestyle that comes with being successful in this business. Wait, pause there, okay? You keep talking about this business. What business are you in, username New Blood Rules with three Zs? Uh, sports, uh, sports Waste Management Entertainment. Yeah, that's it. Sports Waste Management Entertainment? Oh, yeah, we clean up the arenas after sports entertainment matches. Now, I'll admit Dawson is a bit of a pansy, but please, no jokes about his home life. All right, that's fine. There's plenty of other fucking things to use against him. His Riddler-like insanity, for example. Back at Jen's house, Jen tells Grams that she's going to hang out with Dawson. Oh, Jennifer, that boy only wants one thing. No, no, that's not how Dawson is. But what about that Potter girl that climbs into his room on the ladder? No, 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 they're just friends. Sure, there's a little sexual tension there, but they're just friends. And besides, Dawson and I aren't even sexually active. But you do have feelings for the boy. Yes, I do. Well, avoid making mistakes that girls your age make. Johnny, Johnny, we keep seeing this Graham's broad, but when's this gen chick going to show us a bra and panties? I'm getting a little impatient here. Okay, the next scene is Tamara at a cafe. She's joined by Pacey, who surprises her. Uh, she's cordial with him, even though they're in public. Uh, because I feel like this is a scenario you could easily explain away, because Pacey's like, yeah, I just got off work, and I saw you here, Miss Jacobs, and you're my English teacher. It, there's plausible deniability here. She, he's like, what are you up to, Miss Jacobs? Oh, I'm just reviewing the approved 10th grade reading list, Pacey. Oh, geez, Miss Jacobs, why can't we get some books with sex in them? Now, what's wrong with our school boards? Oh, hold on. Just chill. Pacey wants to know the same thing. What's wrong with our school boards, Miss Jacobs? They keep talking about critical race theory and gender politics, but isn't learning about stuff like that part of a well-rounded education learning experience? Uh, and, you know, learning multiple viewpoints and how to understand those who aren't just like you? It's kind of what you have to do to be a part of an active society, though, Miss Jacobs. I mean, sure, some things can be tough to talk about, but don't we need to understand how we got to where we are, Miss Jacobs? You're right, Pacey. You're so wonderful. You're so wise for your age. Say, have I ever told you about the earth being flat? <laughs> Can you imagine if Miss Jacobs just pivoted to some shit like that? Bro, if only. You know these shows, these shows that are run by the corporations, bro. The WWB and that fucking Toad Man that hops around. Say, Toad Man. Is that what you call your show, Toad Man? Wow, somebody got it. You're pretty smart. New blood rules with three Zs. You're telling me. In fact, have I ever told you about the time when I was in TNA? I mean... I got hired, bro. My company got hired to clean the impact zone down in Orlando, and I was cleaning out AJ Styles' locker room, and I found a pamphlet that changed my life, bro, all about the earth. Moving right along. Uh, Tamara assures that the books in the future will have sex in them. In fact, Pacey's probably already read some books with sex in them, and he just didn't realize it. Yeah, Miss Jacobs, but it's going to use sex as a cautionary tale. Scarlet Letter, Romeo and Juliet, Oedipus. You know, two people can do it and things can work out fine, Miss Jacobs. You think that's possible, Pacey? Pacey rubs Tamara's hand. Tamara pulls it away in fear. That night at Dawson's house, he's watching his movie with Jen. In the scene they're watching, Jen has to scream when she sees the creature. And she screams like this. Ah! It's one of the worst screams in the history of our sport. Jen, did you like my movie? Keep in mind, if you say no, I'm probably going to kill myself, which activates the bomb in your house that will kill you later, so just remember that. 
Yeah, Dawson, it's great. I love your movie, but my screen kind of sucks. Well, there's good news, Jen. My mom's news station lets me use their audio equipment. And tomorrow I'm going to go and mix some audio. Do you want to come with me? Maybe we can re-record some of your audio, Jen. Sure, Dawson, I'd love that. Really? You would? Wow. Dawson, why are you so shocked I want to be with you? Dawson moves in for the kill. He seduces Jed with tales of old Hollywood censorship. They start to make out and fall backward on the bed, but Jen pours some water on it. This bitch is a worse tease than that bitch Stacy Keebler was to my son David! Okay, so I'm just gonna mute. There we go. Alright, at the news station that next day, Jen's ADR recording is worse than her initial scream performance. Her initial scream's like, ah! Her ADR is like, Ugh, it's so bad. It is very funny, though. Dawson's obsessing with this and makes Jed redo the ADR like 45 times. This dude's worse than Hitchcock. But they eventually take a break, and then it happens. Jen and Dawson are in the hallways of the TV station getting a soda cola. Jen innocently sees Gail Leary. Oh, Dawson, look, there's your mom. Dawson turns. He smiles. He loves his mama. Bob walks up to Gail. It's okay. They work together. Bob kisses Gail! The camera zooms in on Dawson Leary's face. Cue a hard guitar in the background indicating that evil things are happening. We smash cut to Jen and Dawson sitting quiet on a bench with Dawson looking suicidal. I like the song here, but they should have played Slipknot's People Equal Shit! People Equal Shit! I mean, because Dawson, Dawson is really losing it here. But this Zoom is fucking ridiculous, and I just had a blast laughing at it. Johnny, I'm exercising my creative control and taking myself off mute. To tell you that in New York, this kind of stuff would never fly. If Dawson had any testicles on that cruiserweight wannabe body of his, he would have called up the boys and went to work with the stickball bat over that piece of shit, Hulk Hogan. No, I mean Bob. Bob Hogan. Is that, this, is that his name? Oh, username New Blood Rules with three Z's. You have built up aggression, sir, but we must move on. Poor Jen here, though. She, she really doesn't know what to say to Dawson. Because he's just staring into oblivion. Dawson, I know that it seems unfair. You really need to talk to someone right now. And I know that, you know, I'm still kind of a stranger. And our sur- our surface-level conversations are fun and banter. And we really like each other. But, but, but if you really need someone to talk to about something important and deep, you know, Dawson, I would love to be that person. Smash cut to Dawson arriving at Joey's house. Ouch! That is a kick in the nuts to poor Jen Lindley. Dawson! Is in overdrive mode here. Joey, you have to help me. I need to tell my dad before their anniversary. I just... Oh, that's not the best idea, Dawson. God, Joey. My parents, your parents... I thought this town was a clean, innocent, Norman Rockwell-esque town. You, do you think other people know about this? People always know, Dawson. Well, we didn't know, did we, Joey? Joey, unfortunately, is not going to find a seat at the final tab- table of any World Poker Tour tournament because she ain't got no poker face, no, no poker face, no, 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 no. I didn't know, Joey. D- did you know? Joe? Did you know? But then he realizes he already knows. How could you not say anything to me, Joey? Because, Dawson, you would hate me for telling you. That's so fucking true, by the way. 
But then Joey makes a wrong turn while pleading her innocence and defense. Besides, Dawson, you're usually so perceptive, but you've been distracted lately by a blonde who's on the last stages of a B-cup. Whoops, Joey. Bad move. No, it's a good move, Johnny, because it's conflict. It's why the people buy tickets, and she's easily almost a D-cup as well. It's not like that tramp Stacy, who's like an A-cup, that bitch that betrayed my son, David. Uh, well, this is on free TV, but I understand your your comparison, but please no more comments about cup sizes, okay? Joey, you lied to me. And you lied to me because you're afraid of Jen? I'm not afraid of her, Dawson. I'm bored with her. So you hurt me to curb your boredom? Boom, boom, boom. All right, fine, Joey. You know what you've done? You've disengaged this friendship. Bye. See you later. Have a nice life. Now I'm starting to like this dude. He's no longer a baby face, but he hasn't quite gone full heel. It's like my mentor taught me. People want shades of gray, bro. Wait, you had a mentor in the sports waste management entertainment business? Um, well, yeah, yeah, you see, he, uh, he, he sold me the business. Yeah, he, well, his franchise <laughs> to the business. And I pushed the franchise to new heights until that piece of shit Dick Flair and his bitch son Reed attacked me from behind. You know, let's just catch up with Pacey, shall we? He sees Tamara at the same cafe talking to Benji, Mr. Gold, the film teacher, and he gets really jealous. Then we cut to the Leary household. Gail arrives home and Dawson is ready to confront her. But you know, he can't bring himself to say anything. Gail's like, what's wrong, Dawson? One of the many girls in your life making your head spin? Something like that. And then Dawson immediately walks to Jed's house, knocks on the door, but Grams is playing gatekeeper. Dawson doesn't even let Grams say anything. He just launches into a very Kevin Williamson speech about he knows that Grams thinks that he's here to to, to, to mess with her granddaughter and, and, and be evil with her and make her fuck and suck him and everything like that and perhaps finger his butthole, but I'm not that, I'm not that guy. I want to hold her hand and be tender with her. And, you know... Preserve her her body in a perfect cryogenic state, so I can touch her for the rest of my life, and then I can show her to my friends in the in the Riddler chat room. I promise. Ah, uh, Jen lets him in. I guess. Wait a minute, though. You know he's being way too nice to this broad. What he should do is put her on a pole and fight Bob while she has to watch. It's a grabs on a pole match, baby. I, I feel like those storylines don't really naturally converge for that type of a, a payoff, though, username New Blood Rules with three Zs. Johnny, which of us is the professional scriptwriter here? Well, I guess neither of us. I mean, I'm in tech, and you're a, a sports waste management entertainment. Well, we can't forget you Moonlight as a private detective called the Batman as well, but none of that screams writer to me. Oh, yeah, but I write up contracts, and I deal with the bullshit politics when people want to play that creative control card, even when they know it's bullshit. This old broad should be on a pole, and the ratings will go through the roof. Mark my words! Well, nonetheless, Gramps lets Dawson in. Dawson unloads all of his problems onto her. Do me a favor, Jen. Promise we'll always be upfront with one another, because secrets wound and hurt, so no more secrets, ever. 
Uh, don't you think there are some things people don't want to know, Dawson? Jo- Jen, if my mom... Dawson! I'm not talking about your parents. Don't you wonder why I showed up here suddenly two months ago? Yeah, to help your grandpa. Here comes the swarm, baby! No, Dawson, I got kicked out of New York because my parents... You know, all you know what, Dawson, let me put it like this. You know all the stereotypes you hear about kids in the big city moving too fast, doing drugs, getting involved with sex. Yeah, I know, Jen. I, your parents wanted to get you away from kids like that. I'll tell you what, Johnny, this kid is dumber than J.J. Dillon. Well, I, I guess I don't disagree, but uh, no, Dawson, I was kids like that. Oh, no, Jen, even the sex part? Well, well, with your old boyfriend, right? Yeah, Dawson, but you know, not just him. So when you said you were a virgin, you lied? Well, Dawson... And you know what? Jen does come clean. But I'm not even sure that I like the choice of words here. Like, Jen shouldn't be ashamed of this. And Dawson accusing her of lying? She didn't really lie about being a virgin in episode one. If you recall... Joey was, like, slut-shaming her and getting really aggressive, and Jen was like, fine, Joey, I'm a virgin, just to trying to shut her down and shut her up. Of course, she never... But, you know, she shouldn't... You know what? This is just bullshit. Dawson shouldn't even care. He pretends not to care, but, you know, gets that fucking bench look on his face again. You know, Jen's like, Dawson, are you there? People equal shit! People equal shit! Dawson, are you okay? No, Jen. If you are good, please do not lie. He's getting ready to riddler her. Dawson, would you hold my hand? Dawson does acquiesce and hold the hand, but as soon as he does, the same evil guitar riff from earlier plays. It's ridiculous. Next day at school, Dawson gives Jen the cold shoulder, and Pacey once again sees Tamara with Benji. Bro, why is this guy named Benji? He should change his name. That's something you could do if you don't like your character, and you want to get up to the main events, bro, you need to reinvent your identity. Why not be like Lieutenant Movie, Private Dick, or how about Major Cockblock? Block? <laughs> You know, username New Blood Rules with three Z's. I think I might be on to you. Oh, Johnny, you can't swerve me, bro. I guess we'll just have to wait and see. So Pacey confronts Tammy about Benji. He wants to know if she's seen other people behind his back. Because, you know, AIDS and stuff like that. <laughs> that's, that's his argument. They kind of argue a little bit. Pacey's like, you know what, Tamara? I just want answers. Is it me or is it Benji? She seems confused, a little, little agitated, but also maybe a little relieved that that's what Pacey's worried about. Well, Pacey, you know, Benji and I have a lot in common, and I don't want to have to choose between the two of you. Benji and I both like opera. We like movies. We both have legendary man problems. Wait a minute, Tamara. Did you say man problems? Yes, because Benji is gay. Oh, Pacey gets it now. But wait, Tamara... Why wouldn't you hold my hand at the cafe? I thought it was because you were fucking Benji. Oh, Pacey. Come on, man. To quote wise Jedi, Obi-Wan Kenobi, you're smarter than this. I mean, she can't just hold your hand in public, dude. There's people around. Oh, I got it, Miss Jacobs. (laughs) Nevertheless, their surface-level problem is solved. 
But Jen, at the end of the school day, confronts Dawson yet again about the cold shoulder. He's been ignoring her all day. Dawson's all like, nothing's wrong, Jen. I'm totally fine. Yeah, Dawson, well then why are you avoiding me? Now, Michelle Williams gives a really good performance here about the way that Dawson's been looking at her now. He's, she feels shame. She sees anger, resentment. It's a look she's never seen in a Dawson Leary before. Do we need a break, Dawson? And she walks away. Dawson's been put in his place. Uh, that afternoon at the video store, Dawson and Pacey are working together, and Dawson desperately tries to get Pacey on his side. Pacey's like, you're an idiot, Dawson. Jen's giving you an in. It means she's got experience, and she wants to fuck. <laughs> oh, Pacey, you drunk. He does get a good line, though, that means a little bit more. You're scared that the Jen Lindley you built up... Hold on, I gotta do the Pacey voice. You're scared that the Jen Lindley you built up in your mind does not exist. In your movies, she can, but in real life, that's not happening, bro. Dawson laments all the twists that have been fucking put on his doorstep during this episode. Pacey's like, oh yeah, sorry about your mom. Are you gonna talk to her? No, I'm not gonna talk to her. I'm gonna tell my dad. Bum, bum, bum! We head to commercial. Another swerve, Johnny! You see how these things are keeping the viewers hooked? Well, as much as I hate to admit it, sir, I kind of agree with you, because I'm also curious to see what's going to go down. The last act begins. Mitch and Gail are getting ready for their anniversary night dinner. Dawson's trying to talk to Mitch, but Mitch, as he always does, is just rambling about himself. Dawson, 20 years is a long time. Most of our friends are on marriage, too. I can't imagine my life without Gail. She's amazing and all this stuff. Dawson just can't do it, though. He can't crush his dad. Dawson also has an insane 5 o'clock shadow in this scene, by the way. Nah, that's shorthand. That means he's stressed out, bro. Uh, yeah, or it means that James Vanderbeek's a lot older than the character he's playing. Jen goes to Joey for advice. Now, this is a huge thing for her. Yeah, it's also the worst part of this episode. There's no way these two bimbos could even carry on a conversation. If there's not a man around, I don't believe that they could do it. I'm sorry, sir. Did you say something? Because I, I just got an update on my phone from the news. I have some Google alerts set up. Did you know that Impact Wrestling is going out of business? What? Oh, hold on, Johnny. I'll be right back. Don't don't go any further. I'll just pause the show. Okay, let's finish quick while he's gone. Jed and Joey bond over some Dawson bullshit. He's a moron. He's a dreamer, but he's a good guy. Pacey and, <laughs> Pacey and Tamara are laying in bed being cute with one another. And folks, I could barely get through this scene. I was laughing my ass off because Tamara is grading papers and she's got a big, thick book like Moby Dick style, okay? Pacey is laid in bed reading a magazine with a big shark on the cover that just says, Sharks! <laughs> Jesus, Jacobs, the shark book is so good. Do you have any crayons I can use? I want to color this shark green. I've never seen a green shark, Miss Jacobs. <laughs> But they talk about Tammy's sexual past, and she she talks about how many dudes she's fucked with, and Pacey's totally cool about the whole thing. It's just, it's a nice adult moment for this ridiculously wrong relationship that for some, somehow is the is the most least toxic relationship on this show. Uh, Jen talks to her dead, her, her, I almost said dead grandpa. She's talk, she, you know, is talking to her grandpa, just trying to get her emotions out there, trying to find some absolution. It's good. Michelle Williams is great as usual. 
Last scene of the show before he comes back. Dawson's sitting on another bench. He's sad and looking to the skies. Joey comes and they sort of make up and make amends. Uh, But this entire episode ends with Dawson in a new place questioning how can I move forward because Dawson's Creek has really, really switched up gears in this episode and we fade to black. Johnny, I'm back, bro! <laughs> I gotta tell you, I'm so proud of you. You finally learned how to rib me. Well played, sir. I talked to some of my contacts in the wrestling business, bro, and they assured me that Impact Wrestling is here to stay. Well, you made it back just in time. It's time to talk about the most valuable creaker. Vince, you want to go first? Ah, oh, with pleasure, Johnny. Ha-ha! Swerve! Vince, I knew it! I said, Vince... You answered, it was you all along, damn it. Well, first of all, nice to meet you. Second of all, why are you such a dick? You know what? I didn't answer to no Vince, bro. You did. I said, Vince, do you want to go? And you said, yes. You know what? That don't mean shit. Goodbye. Uh, Username, New Blood Rules with three Zs. Are you there? Hello? Well, folks, my most valuable creaker is Jen Lindley. Shocking, I know, but she's a full, complete, real human being with real emotions, a real-ish life, and uh, her performance is to be commended. That's going to wrap things up for this episode of Toad Man. Shattered at the seams, much like the life of a Dawson Leary. Please subscribe to the new TNN podcast feed so you get notified when new content drops. For username... New Blood Rules with three Z's. I'm Johnny C, and a winner is you. <laughs>